hello queens, kind of ironic that I'm recording this after having a literal breakdown, but what is new? What is genuinely new? I feel like this is all I do, and probably all I say. But yeah, I did have a little bit of a, tiny little bit of a meltdown, but it's okay. It's fine. Summer is coming, so therefore my depression is going, and we're going to make it through. <laughs> but anyway, welcome back to this week's episode of the podcast. How are you guys? How is life? Hope you're doing good. Life updates. Um, I'm getting a puppy on Wednesday, so that's exciting, considering the podcast comes out on Tuesday. So yeah, that's exciting. Um, he's a great Dane, and basically I'm surprising my family with him, because we used to have one and he passed away, and my parents have been really on about getting one and trying to look for puppies and everything, and I found one, so I'm going to go surprise them, which is exciting. But I'll update you on how he's doing. Um, yeah, my breakdown, if you wanted to know what it was about, nothing that interesting, just kind of life, I just had one of those times where I was like, everything's going wrong, and I'm not getting anywhere, and I hate myself, which is a little bit dramatic, and I need to practice being kinder to myself, but at the end of the day, we all have breakdowns about that type of stuff most of the time, you know, it's normal, it's fine, we get over it, we live and we learn, but anyway. Let's get straight into this week's episode. Do you know what I just remembered and I thought it was kind of funny and I was literally texting my mum about it and I was like, I need to share this because it literally does make me laugh. But one time when I was growing up and we were in South Africa, if you didn't know, I'm sure you do already because I say it all the time, but if you didn't know, it's where I grew up. And we went to like go visit someone, I think. Um, and it was like kind of far away, like out in the bush and we were just living our best lives. And there was a bath in the place we were staying. It was like someone's house, like their guest house, I think. And I went to go, like, have a bath. Like, my mum was running it for me and um, and my brother was going to have one, like, after or whatever. And she, like, started to run the bath and the water was just brown. Like, it was just brown. Like, it was literal dirt brown. And me and my brother freaked out, obviously, because we were like, oh, we're not getting in that. Like, it's dirt. Like, it's literally pure dirt. My mum was like, no, it's not. It's just the colour of the water here. It's clean. It's clean. She was having none of it. And she was like, no, get in. It's literally clean. I texted her and I was like... I texted her like a few days ago because this just popped into my brain and I was like, girl, do you remember when you literally tried to give me cholera? Is that the right disease? Like the waterborne disease? I found it really funny. Hold on, I'm going to go back up my text and look at it because it was actually kind of one of the funniest things I've ever experienced. She just kept going, it was natural. And I was like, yeah, cholera. I was like, we full on could have got cholera. And she goes, yeah, it was natural or maybe not. So I just thought that was kind of funny. And I just wanted to add that in there just made me giggle quite a bit but yeah so I had to take a bath in dirt water and she was just telling me it was natural and I believed it up until like a couple weeks ago what a sad little life Jane this episode is going to be so random because I genuinely don't know how I'm going to word this or how long it's going to be so it might not be too long but I said that last time and then it was literally 50 minutes so I was like girl stop it I lied to myself anyway this is legit my reasons <laughs> or this is just why you should take a gap year or two or three or why you should just not go to uni in general and take this with a pinch of salt when I say that but also take it from somebody who had no idea what they wanted to do and was technically going to be on their second gap year because they still don't know what they want to do and I don't care if I go to uni or not I think if you know what you want to do and if you like obviously want to become a doctor or like a psychiatrist then obviously you need a degree for that but a lot of people who like go and take marketing or something at uni, you don't need a degree for that. There's other ways to get into it. 
And again, not hating on anyone, it's just my personal opinion, but this is kind of why I think everybody should, not why everybody should, but like, I think why for me, travel, oh, see, people are going to be like, oh, you're one of those, but taking time out was the best thing I could ever do from uni, and taking technically two gap years, which it will be, was the best thing I ever did, and it's still the best thing I'm doing, and how good it was for me, because let me tell you, they rush you in school they rush you so bad so obviously when you go through your GCSEs they're like oh my gosh this is so important you have to if you live in England obviously like you have to do really well you're gonna fail at life firstly bullshit bullshit like it really is and once you get out of it you kind of realize that it's so dumb so dumb and then the second one is they push A-levels on you and they're like, you need A-levels, you have to go to uni, you have to write your personal statement by this time and you will go to uni. Most people I know have dropped out of uni, hated it, or currently are hating it and miserable. I do know some people who enjoy it and they're like, yeah, okay, for the uni experience, but they don't necessarily like their course. Why would you spend that much money? I never understand that, I really don't. If you're not sure... Why would you spend that much money and put yourself through hell? Personally, for me, I know I wouldn't cope at uni because my school track record of not coping is pretty high. It's it's pushing it a little. So I know that that would be a struggle for me. But I know so many people who are like, oh, I literally want to leave. Like, my life is awful. I hate this so much. But I'm stuck now. And I'm like, you're not stuck. But again, you should have thought about it. I feel like gap years are either talked about in two ways people are like I need to stop saying like I've realized I say it so much but people will be saying (laughs) gap years are so stupid like it's such a waste of time and other people are like oh it's the best thing I ever did for me I was one of those best I ever did kind of gals and I think it's fine either way if you genuinely know what you want to do that's fine but also if you want to take a gap year that's fine and if you don't even want to go to uni then that's fine too it's perfectly normal and like you can still be very successful without a degree. I think that's pushed on everybody way too much that this degree is this mind-boggling thing that is so important. And I was speaking to somebody who is very, very successful and owns a business. And they said to me, most of the time, when they have applicants for this specific job, they will look at people with the experience compared to those with the qualifications. Because say somebody started working in that specific industry like worked their way up in it and has all this experience working for a company and this real life application to the degree not to the degree to the job compared to somebody who is fresh out of uni has the degree but has no technically work experience I know you do work experience in uni and you may have a placement year um but some courses don't and that doesn't always work out for some people but most of the time employers will take the experience and don't quote me on this because this is just from research I've conducted and people I've spoken to but it does make perfect sense because they want somebody obviously who knows what they're doing and will give automatically to their company and benefit their company it just makes sense and then technically they didn't need that degree in the first place obviously some jobs yeah you need a degree that makes sense but Do you kind of see where I'm coming from? I feel like it's pushed on us so much and I know for sure I put so much pressure on myself 
especially f- after GCSEs and I tried to go to sick form and then was like this is not for me and I had to leave and then I tried to go to college and nearly got kicked out once because they were awful at dealing with anybody with extra needs and mental health the worst college in the world I will name and shame um trust me I'm thinking about it and then I also tried what else did I try no, yeah, I tried college and then I nearly got kicked out, but I didn't get kicked out and then I ended up leaving anyway because, as I said, it was just awful. And again, I was doing random things and I tried to do subjects that I thought I'd be good at or subjects that I liked, but then realised I don't want a career in this. I couldn't think of anything worse. So I was like, you know what, I'm leaving. And I just left and I was like, bye, see you later. And so I just started working with horses because I love horses so much, so much. And I have two of my own and I was like, you know, this is going to pass the time and make me some money and I can kind of figure out what I want to do from there. So that's what I did. And this is kind of where I'm at now. But later on down the line, I found different ways of getting a qualification that could potentially get me into uni, even if that's not what I want to do. So for me, and this is kind of, again, take it with a pinch of salt because I know this isn't Um, accessible for everybody but for me I had always dreamt and always wanted to be a vet like it was my number one thing that I was like I wish I could do that but I was always too dumb and I'm putting the little quotations in air here because that's what I was always told that I was too dumb and purely because I took foundation GCSE maths and I don't even have a chemistry or physics GCSE I have a biology one but because of my dyscalculia I find physics and chemistry really really hard and just I just hated them so I just didn't take it for GCSE because I didn't need to so I don't even have those which is fine and so I never thought I'd be able to become a vet obviously because how could I if I didn't even have science GCSEs let alone A-levels but then I found out about this thing called access to higher education which is basically a three A-level equivalent course and you can do it online I think probably some colleges do it but I did mine online while doing mine online and it was in veterinary science and I was like hold on a minute because I didn't need any specific qualifications to get into the course and because all of the chemistry and physics stuff in it was strictly related to like veterinary I was like oh okay I'm actually interested in this so I'm actually gonna do it and I'm actually enjoying it and that's the difference because again school doesn't teach you that so they told me I would fail and be awful because I'd left school twice and I was just not feeling it at all and so they would just tell me, you're going to fail, you're going to have no life, everything's going to be awful for you. Rubbish. That's so not true. Anyone who makes you think that is dumb. Straight dumb. Oh, my dog is sniffing at my door. Two seconds. Just lost my train of thought because sometimes I talk and talk and talk and talk until I don't even realise that I'm still talking and then forget completely what I was going to say. I just had some unreal food though. If anyone has a grounded kitchen near them, go there. First of all, the waffles are great. Second of all, the, like, tofu wrap thing is really good. Like, unreal. Favourite new food, and I keep ordering it from Deliveroo, which is really bad, but I'm not even... Yeah, if you have a grounded kitchen, or, like, grounded kitchen, if you're listening, hey, besties, sponsor me or something, because I'm obsessed. And, yeah, I just have some really good food, so I thought I'd share that with you. Because, also, my TikTok at the moment is full of ED... Sheeran content I mean I scroll through my TikTok and for some unknown reason I don't even know because I know people say like 
oh, your TikTok's a product of like what you've been searching. Why would I search this? But it's like what I eat in a day. And it's like pro Anna, like hardcore, really, really bad. And that shit is triggering. First of all, I don't search that. I don't want to see that. Why is this coming up? And then, okay, maybe I, I'm going to be annoying here. And I think because I was like, well, why is this here? I ended up watching the whole thing and being like, <gasps> but then obviously more started showing up on my For You page. And I'm kind of like stuck in it. So I just have to like scroll past them really quick. And I'm like, stop, stop it. Most of them don't even have trigger warnings. So I'm like, oh, what's this video? And it's like what I eat in a day, but they don't say that it's going to be like, that so I just think it's a normal like what I eat in the day and I'm like okay I'm nosy scroll 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 crikey and it's um it's really doing something to my mental state but we're trying to ignore it and we're trying to get through it because I don't know why it's on there and I think it should be banned on there because it's not fair and if you're struggling with that please go get help and do not post it on social media like that specifically without a trigger warning and if you're not in recovery and you're doing it to be pro-Anna, it can be so damaging. So, 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 so damaging. Well, no, it is damaging. So, yeah, just be careful what you post. Even if you mean no harm, it can still cause harm. So, yeah, but I love you. Stay safe. Anyway, back to what I was fully talking about. What were we talking about? Anyway, travel for me. So, I impulsively decided to book a trip to Bali three weeks before I went. And it was very, it was very impulsive. And <laughs> I don't know what came over me. It had always been this thing deep inside my bones that I wanted solo travel and that I wanted to go to Bali because I mean, who doesn't? You see all the cool videos and things. And I was like, you know what? Fuck it, I'm gonna do it. So I went and I was ill on the plane and everything. I don't know what I had, but I think I had some like, I don't know, basically I had to go to hospital and everything because my glands and my neck swole up so big that they were like tennis ball size and you could see them if you looked at me face on and it was so painful but I still went on the plane and I was like taking those Lemsip capsules and I fell asleep on someone's shoulder which is low-key embarrassing um and she like woke me up and she was like I think this is yours and she handed me my um builder bear fudge which is a rabbit so that was a bit awkward and I was like oh thanks like sorry for sleeping on you me like dripping in snot because I'm like I'm well and then I was panicking because Obviously, I had a negative COVID um, test thingy, PCR. Um, but when you get to the airport, they said that they might have to, like, temperature check you, which they did when I got there. And because I was ill, I was terrified. That obviously, I would show that I had a temperature because I was unwell. But thank you to Lemsip Capsules for making me sweat out my fever. That wasn't COVID, obviously, because it was because of my neck lumps. And I had a negative PCR because I was shitting a brick. And obviously, I was by myself in that airport. So that was even scarier. And I was sweating. And there were so many people. And I was like, get me out of here. Then, my suitcase was the last one of the hot... I kid you not, I had to wait over 45 minutes for my suitcase to come out on the belt. And I was panicking. And I was texting my friend, like, oh my god, my suitcase is not here. I, I don't know what to do and the wi-fi kept going off so I couldn't even get in touch with my friend and I, I just I had no idea what I was doing and I was like I'm gonna be left here this is the end I have no clothes I'm here for nearly a month what am I gonna do it did come but a lot later than it was meant to and it wasn't lost it's just because I had like two three connecting flights and for some reason mine was the last one so that was made me bloody angry but anyway we recovered from that but anyway that's why travel is so great <laughs> Because you lose your suitcase and panic and you're ill and it was too hot and everything was going wrong. But anyway, the good thing about it was I learned a lot 
and I was going through a really difficult time at that point in my life anyway. I was going through a breakup, things were rough and it really opened my eyes. I have been very, very lucky and very blessed that I have been able to travel multiple places with my parents from a very, very young age and I'm so blessed and so grateful for that. And I love, 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 love travel with my whole heart. There is nothing on this earth that genuinely makes me happier and I know I sound cliche saying that because every woman, their mum, their cat, their dogs, aunties, brothers, uncles, twice removed likes to say that but it's so true. Oh, everything's going on, Matt's FaceTiming me. Hold on, give me two secs. Again, quick intermission, I'm back. Um, yes, and it teaches you so much. I have never been thrown into the deep end more and if you told me that I'd be solo travelling, three years ago, I would have laughed in your face because my anxiety was so bad that I couldn't leave the house, if you wanted to hear about that, it was in the last episode, I think, yeah, so that was a big, big deal for me, bearing in mind I was sick, so that made me more anxious, and obviously it's a whole new environment, I have autism, so changing environment and just changing routine in general is super, super difficult for me, and it can make me freak out, um, did I freak out at some point? Of course I did, and there was also an earthquake, which was scary, but manageable, and again, I handled it like a pro. My mum didn't, she was on the other end of the phone trying to get me a flight home earlier, and I was like, bitch, no, I'm staying. So that was great, that was always a fun experience, but just on the whole, meeting people from different cultures, different ways of life, meeting people from all over the world, and I made some amazing friends. I met the most interesting people that I still am in contact with some of them, and one of them I genuinely would like to call one of my very good friends. It honestly was the most eye-opening thing to me and I'm really proud of myself that I managed to do so much on my own. Another thing though, it was kind of a traumatic trip. I think I was going through a lot and supposedly because Bali is like such a spiritually supercharged place, a lot of people say when you go there, especially if you're there for like a good few weeks, a lot of your like internal shit comes to surface and it can seem like things kind of go wrong or your eyes are just open to things and I kid you not in the first week my phone fell in the fucking sea and broke and I had to pay 400 pound <laughs> like 400 British pounds to get it fixed for it to break a week later so I pretty much had no phone the entire trip meaning I don't even have that many photos that same phone broke when I got home and all of my photos are stuck on it Thank God I had my iPad so that I could, like, text my mum and be like, girl, my phone is broken. I had to get one of my friends here to, like, send me extra money because my phone broke a second time and I was like, I meant to live. I meant to, like, have everything. My phone's broke again. And it was just a whole chaotic thing. But again, I handled it like a pro. And having no phone was so peaceful. <laughs> I'm not even gonna lie. I mean, I'm really mad that it fell in the sea and I really wanted to take pictures and I used my friend Jack's phone to take all my pictures of them, was like, send them to me, and he was probably thought it was really annoying. We also got lost on a moped. It took us on Google Maps down some random village on dirt tracks with this moped in the middle of the night. It, it was so chaotic, and I have a video of us laughing so hard, and it was such a cool memory. And again, I hadn't ever met Jack until we went to Bali, and <laughs> we met there and he wasn't he doesn't even live that far away from me so that was cool but again genuinely someone I treasure so much and it was just such a funny time and also when we were oh this is turning into a story time but it's not we were driving back 
on the moped from a night out. Um, I wasn't, like, we were drunk, but we weren't, like, hysterically drunk. Like, we were fully functioning, so I guess we were, like, tipsy or whatever. And um, Jack was driving because I'm a horrendous driver, and so he wasn't much better. Jack, if you're listening, I love you, but we nearly died. We were flying down this hill, and we'd made friends with this German boy who was, like, behind us on his moped. And we were flying down this hill, and we had to swerve because there was a cat in the road. If you've been to Bali, you know that animals are just roaming free. They're living their best lives. But we had to swerve really bad, and we ended up hitting a pothole. And because we were going down a hill, we hit the pothole and flew, I kid you not, probably about, like, three foot in the air, and crashed down. We didn't fall. We were okay, but we were both too stunned to speak and the poor German boy that we had just met was like what have I got myself into what he genuinely thought we died he was scared for us he was I was terrified for my life I was like okay this is this is great we're fine we're fine we ended up sitting on the beach (laughs) until 4 a.m 5 a.m with this random German guy and we watched the sunrise together and it was the cutest thing ever and I just I love and cherish that moment and I mean I've never met these people in my life I could have been killed but we were we all made great friends it was such a good time I learned how to surf I met people at the surf camp that I went to and I was like pretty much the youngest there because I was 18 everyone else was like in their 20s some people even older and I was like this fresh little baby 18 year old and we were all like went round guessing each other's ages with the surf instructor and I was like oh yeah I'm 18 and everyone was like oh how are your parents letting you here? And I was like, honestly, girl, I don't know, but I'm thriving. Best time ever. So if you ever get the opportunity, do it. I really want to go back. I think me and my boyfriend are going to go back to Bali in the summer. I'm literally just trying to sort out flights as we speak. But there is so much to do there. And there's so much I didn't get to do because I was sick and everything was just a bit, uh. but it really took a toll on me and it made me realize so much and I just can't genuinely express to you how important it is and how much it changed my life to take myself so greatly out of my comfort zone and just being away from the whole school system and the way that society tells you to do everything and like you have to go to uni and you have to do this and this or get a job just getting away from that even if it wasn't technically for that long opened my eyes to so much and the people I spoke to and different ways of life I no one talks about this enough but when you've been traveling and you come back the depression you get when you have your everyday life back I suppose because you've never felt happier somewhere else and you're just experiencing all these new things and I mean For me personally, I find England very depressing and I know people say like, oh, it's just because it's where you live and everything, but I struggle really badly with seasonal depression and I don't know if it's because I grew up obviously in a hot country and had a lot more daylight hours. I mean, I genuinely think I photosynthesize and if this sounds really dumb, I'm sorry, but I know there is someone out there who understands me and knows that I'm not chatting shit because this is a real thing. I'm basically a plant, okay? And it was just, it hit me hard, the depression when I got home. And I knew that's all I wanted to do with my life. And I said to everybody, I was like, I don't care if I lived in a shack. If it meant I could travel and go to all of these new places and just experience life, I don't care what I did. Like, I really don't. And I was so unprepared to go to Bali as well. I had like, people had saved up loads more money than me. I was going with like three weeks of just buying a plane ticket and being like, yeah, fuck it, I'll work it out when I'm there. 
And that's exactly what I did. And that was also probably an ADHD impulsivity thing, but again, best thing I ever did. And also, quick little travel hack tip. If any of you want to go travelling, but you're like, oh yeah, okay, it might be cheap when you get there, but the flights are so expensive and so crazy. You can actually pay for flights in instalments. There is multiple websites that use this company called Fly Now Pay Later, which is totally legit and everything, um, that you can pay your flights in instalments. So if you need to do that, I only recently found out about that. But yeah, if you need to do that, do it because that can open and you can pay like, I don't know, it can be like over 12 months. You can end up only paying like £60 a month or something, depending on where you're going and how like long you're booking your flights for or whatever but that's a cool little tip so use that if you want to um i think there's one website called alternative airlines so go look at that if you must again i said that this would go- this was going to be a quick episode but clearly it's not because i feel like i've already been recording for ages and my voice is doing that thing where i start speaking so much and then it goes all like and i can't talk and it just sounds odd so we're gonna take a quick break and i'll be back I just think if you're not 100% sure on what you want to do, and even if travel, this is not specifically like for traveling, but like if that doesn't appeal to you and you still don't know what you want to do, go and work a job or like volunteer or do something new that pushes you out of your comfort zone. Because I think the whole aspect of travel is just taking yourself out of your comfort zones it's inspiring you to see and do so much more. You get to taste and try new things. It's just constant challenge that you have to adapt to and new surroundings, new people, new environment. You engage with a lot of different people. You might meet the love of your life for all I know and for all I care. You may meet your new best friend. You will never die regretting memories and things like that and experiences. I know that if I had have gone to uni like school told me to and done something that I know I would have dropped out of because I was too afraid to take any other risk you're never going to remember that when you're dying you'll just be like I'm such an idiot and I saw a TikTok of some girl the other day and she said oh I have the opportunity to go to Australia but I think I'm going to go to uni but I actually don't really want to go to uni my parents do and I was like if you have the opportunity to go to Australia you never know if that opportunity is going to return, you don't know. The opportunity for education and for university is always going to be there. You do not have to go at 18, 19, however old it is, 17 some people I think, to uni. You have your whole life. So many people I know and so many people I met either do online uni courses or went a few years later and commute or even live in as a mature student and went a few years later nobody cares like genuinely nobody cares you're not behind if you think about it in the grand scheme of things there's not much difference between a fresh 18 year old going to uni and someone who's 22 23 or even older no one actually cares what you're doing you're all there to do the same thing and I would much rather have the experience while I'm young wild and free than go and to uni and drop out because I know that that is exactly what I would do (laughs) And I genuinely, from the bottom of my heart, believe that I have learnt more from experiences and travelling and just how I grew up than I ever have in school. Because who needs to know? School is a memory test. And I'm probably going to do a whole podcast episode or, like, 
seasons of how messed up the school system is because it it is and I'm not shitting on education I'm very grateful that I had one I'm very grateful that in England you can get one for free but the school system is fucked and really outdated and it's quite sad to be completely honest but again not getting too into that but I most definitely have learned more from experiences rather than actual education in my short lifespan of 19 years I think because of how much it forces you to change and grow as a person when you're in an unfamiliar situation and you just have to adapt to a lot more that you actually do start to find yourself and kind of realize oh hold on I can push myself out of my comfort zone and there is so much more to life than this whole path that everyone I know is going on or that everyone says I have to do there's a whole world out there and I never think we should be confined and I never understand people who don't want to travel. I mean, okay, if you're scared of flying, that's a different thing. But how could you want to stay in the same place? And I'm not being... I don't want to be, like, rude or whatever, but how how could you stay in the same place? I very much am not a settler. And I think this is my personality type and the fact I have ADHD. I can't settle. Um, me and my dad are very similar in this way that he's lived in multiple different countries. We used to live in a different country and me and him are like, yeah, we need to move. We've been here for too long. We need to get out of England. Um, I just never understand people who will happily settle in the same job in the same place for the whole of their lives. I mean, fair play if that's genuinely what makes you happy, but I can't think of anything worse. Not gonna lie, I really can't. So to me, It's just one of the most important things for my mental health and my happiness that I can go and see the world and I will do whatever I can to make it happen. And I don't want to sound conceited if that's the right word because I know so much that travel is such a privilege and I'm so lucky and so grateful to be able to be in the position to travel and to see the world and to have the health and be able to just go. And I know that, I really do understand that and that's not... I'm not trying to say anything sounding like I'm being conceited or whatever the word is, I'm not too sure. But I just want to push it onto everybody that there is so much more than what the usual path is. And whatever you're afraid to do, if you've always had this dream that you want to travel and see the world, but you're too scared, just know that's a sign that you need to push yourself and you really, really, really need to try. There are so many groups on TikTok or even Facebook of people wanting travel buddies. I think, what is this one Facebook group that I'm a part of? Um, Hold on, let me go check. Okay, right, there's these people on TikTok that have this group, I think, called the Travel Squad or TTS. And it has 100k members on Facebook. And basically, people from all over the world just post on there. And so I'll read you this um, girl's post, for example. She just posted saying, looking for travel buddies. My name is blank. I'm from the Netherlands. I'm 18 years old and I want to go to all of these countries. And people then comment on it like, oh yeah, I want to go here as well. And there you go. You've made a friend. You don't technically have to go alone unless you do want to go alone. That's a different story. But there are so many ways and you never know. Maybe you've got a friend who's thinking the same thing. They just haven't said it. So just go speak to people, work out what you can do. I would, (laughs) and I did this, like take any job and any bit of money you can and just save, 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 save. And that's all I'm doing at the moment because I know 
if I'm working towards something that's going to make me genuinely happier and that's all I want to do with my life, then I'm willing to put in the grind for that and to save because I know that the whole benefit of memories and experiences and learning will change my life for the better and make me a better person and just make me happier. And I know that everyone says it who's into traveling or who who has gone traveling, but if you haven't and you're like, yeah, right, trust me, trust me on this. There is nothing like staying. And I mean, I'm not a hostel girly. I didn't really stay in a hostel. I kind of stayed in one at the surf camp, but it wasn't really a hostel. It was like purely for surf camp people. And there was four of us in the room and I was really lucky that everyone in the room was like besties and we all loved each other. Um, So that was great. And one of the girls I knew before because we went wakeboarding together. But yeah, honestly, even if you go stay in a hostel, some of them are nice. Like the ones in Bali, some of them are nice. And again, that's such an easy way to make friends and you can go stay with people then you can carry on your little journey together. Just don't be afraid to put yourself out there a little bit more and to go and experience things because you may feel like you have all the time in the world and you do, but also you never know. And I think if the opportunity arises and while you're young and you're able, go for it. Take the leap. There is no harm in stopping your education or putting off your education to a later date to go and experience life where you will learn just as much, if not more. It's just a different type of learning. And you may figure out that actually what you thought you wanted to do is not what you wanted to do. And that's what happened to me. And now I would say I'm in a pretty good position. I know I saved myself a lot of depression by doing what I'm doing right now. And who knows, maybe I'll go to uni the year after. But I'm in no rush. I really don't care about how quickly I go there. It doesn't bother me. As long as I'm happy and healthy and thriving, that's all I really want to do. But that was kind of my reasoning on my whole gap year situation or two gap years and why travel is so important to me. And I feel like I could go so much more in depth, but I don't want to bore you and you probably already know. But I just thought that would be a little bit of a, not story time, it kind of was because I went off a little bit, but just a bit of an insight and how things were for me and how I feel about the whole situation. But anyway... I'm going to finish it there because I don't know how long this is and it also probably doesn't make any sense. I'm not sure if this is a great episode, but even if it wasn't, please <laughs> rate and review the podcast just because I love you and you should love me too, I hope. Um, and yeah, it just pushes the podcast out to more people, which would be super helpful. So yeah, I did ask on my TikTok if anybody had any um, podcast ideas um, as such for episodes. Someone said story times, which I have ideas in my head but if I try and tell a story time I feel like I don't know what to say or I talk so quick that I get it all out in five minutes and then I'm like okay great but I kind of also want to do a advice like questions advice type thing so if you have any questions or one advice um dm me on instagram it's at alana tims underscore or comment it on my tiktok which is alana rose tims that could be fun um so yeah Thank you so much for listening to this episode. I hope I didn't bore you to death and I hope I made some sense and that you took something from this. But even if you didn't, I hope you enjoyed my ramble. I love you and I'll see you next week. Also, go me for being on time and recording this early. I feel like an accomplished woman. But yeah, love you guys. See you soon.